I'm Mika McLendon, the founder and CEO of Amazing Rare Rubies. Welcome to the ABCs of Finance podcast, a podcast that is designed to enhance your financial literacy, a piece of change at a time, while encouraging you to start your own financial journey to becoming. Let's get our piece of change for today. All right, all right, let's get our piece of change for today. So today I want to talk to you all about ways you can reduce debt. Now, um, we've talked about several things leading up to this, right? So we've talked about the importance of uh, six things you need to know about your finances. We've talked about the importance of having an emergency fund and a living expense fund. And that comes into play. Um, we're talking about reducing debt. We've talked about understanding your different types of debt. So we could go in and categorize them, look at our debt, know what falls where. So we can kind of understand if we have a good mix of, you know, uh, types of debt or not. Uh, we talked about establishing a foundation to reduce debt. And that was important because we need that foundation first before we just go jumping in, you know, willy nilly to say, oh, I'm just going to get out of debt. And a lot of times we can fall off that train. And then last week on our podcast, we talked about the components of a credit score. And we talked about that because we needed to understand the mix of our debt. And if it, again, was good mix or a bad mix kind of tell us what we may need to work on. Okay, so today we're going to talk about ways that we can reduce that debt. Now, as we walk through this today, you are going to notice that there are going to be three things up that's not even on my list, okay? So let me go ahead and address those first, right? I am not a big fan of debt consolidation, debt management, or debt settlement. Now, it doesn't mean that they don't work. So I don't want anyone to listen to this and think that, you know, is she really telling us not to do a debt consolidation or debt management or a debt settlement? Nope. I'm just saying for what I have learned and experienced that works, um, I'm not a fan of those three things. However, people have used them to help them. So that, again, this doesn't mean that you can't. So why am I not a fan? I'm sure that's one of the questions, right? Well, with debt consolidation, they normally do the negotiating on your behalf, all right? And so they go out and, you know, negotiate with your creditors and, you know, um, look at how they can get everything consolidated for you. And then, of course, in order for them to work with you or for you, you are going to need a good credit rating. And a lot of times I found as well with people who have a lot of debt don't necessarily have great credit. Now, that doesn't mean that's everybody, but some people, right? Now, when you look at debt management, um, they're good as long as you're going to be making sure you pay your payments to them on time. If you miss a payment, it actually hits your credit score. And, you know, that's one of those. It's like, wow. So if I really fall on hard times and I can't do this and I miss a payment, that could negatively impact my credit score. Yeah, it can. And then debt settlement. Now, debt settlement is those agencies that help you with a debt settlement. They normally charge a fee for that. 
And so they're charging you um, a fee that could or could not have interest, depending upon, you know, if they accept installments, can you pay it all up front, et cetera. Um, but the thing about all three of these for me is that they really don't change your behavior with your money. And part of us learning about getting out of debt and taking steps to get out of debt and get to that financial stability, financial independence, and then financial freedom is changing our behavior. So if they're going to negotiate on your behalf, as an example, that's not changing your behavior. It's like, okay, I got myself a problem. You go work it out for me. Come back with the answer. Okay, and I'll do that. And for some people that works, right? Because for some people, it's like, I only have to do it one time. But for a lot of folks, they end up, if you're fixing the problem for them, they fall back into that problem. So again, it's not that these three things don't work. It's just that I don't see them really changing that person's behavior. And we've got to have a different relationship with our money. We got to think differently about our money so that we can abate leaving debt and worry curses and we can start leaving you know wealth and legacy that's what we, so we got to change our behavior so we can get there so you won't hear me talk about those three things more than what I have already okay but again works for some so I want to talk to you about foundational things that you can do to reduce your debt your debt the first thing is, it's so important for us to begin to be right where we are. So you hear Amazing Where Rubies talk about that all the time. We can't start where Sally or Jane or Bob or Bill is. We've got to start where we are. So it's important that we do that on our financial journey to becoming because it helps us build that solid foundation that we are going to need as we dig our way out of debt. We're going to need a solid foundation for that. And beginning to be right where you are is going to require that you take ownership of where you are and what you did to contribute to that situation. So that's a big piece. You know, with our Amazing Where Ruby's Becoming Steps, we use them interchangeably for so many different things. But step number two is that self-assessment. You know, step number one with us is always prayer. Everything that we do, we believe in praying about it first. But that step number two is that self-assessment. And in order for you to have a solid foundation, right, and truly begin to be right where you are, it requires you to own up to where you are and what you did to contribute it. Because we have to accept responsibility for what we did to get us into this debt. So let's talk about some actions that we can take to reduce debt, right? So the first thing is I want you to stop adding to your debt, right? We got to stop creating debt. So remember when we had the podcast that talked about emergency fund um, and living expense fund? And if you didn't hear that one, um, it's the one that's dated July 8th. It was released July 8th. Go back to that one because we want you to understand the importance of having that emergency fund and that living expense fund. Now, the one you really need before you start focusing on getting out of debt and reducing that debt is the emergency fund. That's where you have a minimum of $500. I gave a uh, kind of rule of thumb that we could use that said, if you make $24,000 or less, shoot for $500. 
$500. If you make more than $24,000 a year, shoot for $1,000 in your emergency fund. And that fund is for minor expenses. Remember, we talked about like if you need to replace the microwave, you have a flat tire, you know, some of those things happen in life that, you know, it, it, it happens at times we can't really um, measure out or plan, right? So that's what that emergency fund is for. So once you've got that emergency fund, I need you to stop creating debt. That's number one. Stop going out, swiping that credit card. Stop going out, purchasing and doing things that we don't need to do that is only contributing to us staying in this debt situation. So I want you to stop, 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 stop creating that debt. Number two, I want you to assess and cut off any small stuff factor that you don't need. Now, you know, we talk a lot about small stuff factor in the, the ABCs of finance, right? Because we talked about identifying those things, some things that we don't even think about. Whether you are um, purchasing coffee every day, going out to lunch three times a week, you don't want to cook at home because you're tired and you say, oh, I'm going to stop and I'm going to pick up this pizza, pick up some wings, pick up this or that. And we begin to spend extra money that we're really not thinking about. So I want you to assess that small stuff factor. You know, it could be lotto tickets, right? You know, you're spending $10 a week in lotto tickets, $40 a month, that stuff could add up. So we want you to assess your small stuff factor. And in that assessing that, you'll find some additional money that you can stop using in one area and begin to apply to another, i.e. you could apply that to paying off your debt, right? Um, another thing I want you to look at, number three, is what we call the snowball effect or the avalanche effect. Now, I personally like the snowball effect. And when I teach the ABCs of finance, I teach it from the snowball effect perspective because most of us need to see consistent, sustained improvement. And with the snowball effect, you start paying your lowest bill off first, the itty bitty bill first. You pay that one off and whatever money you were paying on that one, you roll it over to the next one. You pay that next highest bill off, um, um, lowest, excuse me, bill off, whatever money you were paying on that one, you roll over to the next one. So it becomes this big snowball effect, right? To pay your bills off. Now, if you are a person that doesn't necessarily need that instant gratification like I do, the avalanche effect may work for you because the avalanche effect actually focuses on the highest, the bill with the highest interest rate, right? And so some mathematicians will argue that you need to pay off the, the uh, debt that has the highest interest first so that that debt isn't accumulating more interest. Now, studies have found that regardless of which method you choose, they probably, you know, um, meet each other within a couple of percentage points. So if you use the snowball, uh, let's say the avalanche would have had you paid off three months earlier. Or if you use the avalanche, the snowball may have had you uh, paid off two months uh, earlier. It depends. So a lot of that is really going to be based on what works for you. Again, beginning to be right where you are. For me, I need that instant gratification. So I needed to see that I was successfully getting out of debt uh, quickly or at least seeing that consistent, sustained improvement, right? So that's number three. 
The last tip I want to give you around ways that you can reduce debt is look at creating a monthly budget. And I know people don't like the word budget, but it is so important that we tell our money where to go. If you're not writing down what you're spending your money on, you, you're not assessing it and making sure you're going down to zero every single month, meaning I know where every dollar that I worked hard for, I know where it went. If you're not doing that, I can almost promise you that you have some areas that you're spending money on that you're really not aware of the amount in totality. And when we're in debt, we need to be aware. Now, when you get to where you're in financial independence and financial freedom, you know, you may not watch every dollar like that, but we got to watch those dollars until we get there. So this is not a fake it until you make it. This is a work towards getting to where you want to be, right? So we want you to get to that financial stability. And that financial stability is saying, I make enough money, I have enough money where I can pay my bills. It doesn't necessarily store up for that wealth and legacy that we talked about, right? But it does at least get us to a stability standpoint where we can pay our bills and start getting out of this debt. So I would encourage you to look at creating a monthly budget because that's going to help you see where your money is going. And that, my friends, is extremely extremely important. So again today, talking about ways that we can reduce that debt. And I would encourage you, if you did not listen to the uh, the podcast on July 8th, please go back and listen to that. Even, even the one on um, July 15th that talked about understanding the different types of debt. Because I believe in order for us to get to a place of stability so that we can move on to independence and freedom, we've got to understand some things first so that we know how to begin to work on and change this relationship that we have with our with our money. So again, July 8th and July 15th, uh, check those podcasts out. Now we are going to have our ABCs of finance class coming up again in September. So August is closed out, um, but we are going to have it in September. It's going to be $25 for all four classes. Now, when you go on to register, you may see that it shows $25 per class, but that don't worry about that. You only need to register one time. So whether you come to one class or all four, the price is going to be $25. So I encourage you Start at class number one, a 10 off four, get it for $25. Really good information on helping us understand money a little bit more. And it's nothing that is going to be so, you know, complicated or you don't get it or so mind boggling, you know, that we walk away, you know, confused and overwhelmed. No, no, no. I am so amazed at what God will give us to simplify things and make things easy so that we can say one plus one truly does equal two for us. So I encourage you uh, to check out the ABCs of um, finance in September. It's going to be every Tuesday, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m., only one hour a week for four weeks. We can definitely do that. And again, $25. Go to our website, www.amazingrarubies.com. As always, we want you to stay connected with us. Follow us on Facebook and on Instagram using our handle at AmazingRareRubies. Remember, you can also visit our website, www.AmazingRareRubies.com. 
And don't forget to subscribe to the ABCs of Finance podcast. It's been such a joy becoming with you today when it comes to our financial literacy. And I'm so excited that you came. As always, we want to encourage you to keep God in every decision made, lesson learned, and message taught. I am your Ruby cultivator, Mika McLinden. Until next time, make it a Ruby day.